Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. The Game Boy, the Xbox, the PlayStation 4. Gotta press pause cause your mom's at my door. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. We game all month, give out points and sorts. Better look out, it's another Switch port. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. The last Metroid is in captivity. The galaxy is at peace. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Beat of the Month podcast. This is episode 42. This is a continuation of our look at the Metroid series. So Metroid Dread coming out soon. Wanted to do a look back at the Metroid games. This is going to be a deep dive on Super Metroid. My name is Brian. Tonight I am joined with Bash. What up? Moose. Yo, yo. Muff. I played Metroid 2. Spiral. Yes. Darkseid. What's going on? And Melbro. What it do? All right, so what it do? That's totally assassin line. <laughs> That's a good so guy, man. Super Metroid. You don't know if he's a good guy. Maybe he's a piece of shit. <laughs> That's probably closer to the truth, really, if you think about it. One of my favorite, oh, shit. One of my favorite stories about him is we left strip club like 4 a.m. and he was gonna throw up in my truck, so I pulled over, and he got out of the truck to go throw up. And he disappeared, and I lost him. He rolled in a ditch. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> did he throw up? In the ditch? Did he throw up before or after he fell in he the ditch? He did not throw up in my truck, no. No, did he, like, roll around in his own vomit? No, he would not have been <laughs> up inside my truck. He'd been dead. Oh, okay. Let me know the next time you go to a strip club, man. I'm, I'm coming. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to delete that from the episode, Melvin? No, you, no I'm, I'm going. Ooh, Keep it Melvin. Up. You're gonna Melvin's bring like, Melvin's, trying to, Melvin's trying hard to get in with the OG3. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> Holy shit. It's like man. they go wrestling shows, they go strip clubs. <laughs> Melvin's a man. He just does what yeah. he wants. Melvin's letting his morals go out the back seat <laughs> to get in good with the original three. Let the, mor- let the morals go out the back so you can go in the back door, right, Melvin? <laughs> Bib up, Brian. <laughs> All right. The only bibs I know are covered with creamed corn and baby food. That's not corn. <laughs> it could be corn. You've probably seen some corn in the holes that you've been digging in. <laughs> <laughs> Go in clean with pearly whites. Come out looking like I got a gold grill. <laughs> anyway, what, what are we talking about? Super Super Metroid? What? Um, Oh, man. Released April 1994, this takes place after all of the Metroid Prime games. So as we said before, Metroid is still the first chronologically. Then there's like six Metroid Prime games, including some of the DS ones. And then you've got, well, there's Super Metroid, but before that is Metroid 2. So one of the cool things about Super Metroid is it shows you during the intro cutscene kind of a little background on the first two games. And Muff... At the tail end of the last episode, you had said that you 
recently played some of Metroid 2 on, on the Game Boy. So do you want to share your thoughts on that? Yes. I just watched Justin Bieber get shot. Well, guess what movie I'm watching? Uh, it's got to be Zoolander Turner 2. Turner Hooch? Zoolander 2. You know who else is in it with a ball gag? <laughs> There's probably like eight characters in a ball gag in that movie. Who? All right. Huh? <laughs> Melvin, though. Melvin, don't mute yourself. We're talking to you. I had what's, what song you just listened to tonight? Uh, Ariana Grande. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Positions. So, yeah, I played Metro 2, uh, Metroid 2 up on side, the Game Boy, old black and white. And honestly, it's a lot similar to the first one from what I remember. I ain't been had played because Metroid 2 is the last time I've been playing Metroid game is up on Game Boy a long time ago. <laughs> and it was fun, but it's black and white. But if you look at it, it's just so, so basic, but. It really is. It's so simple and basic that it's fun. But it's a lot like one. Every all that shit y'all were talking about in one. Is there a map in that game? No, no. There's not. It's. it's no. I did play it, but it's been a while. It, it's like pretty much identical. It's just on the Game Boy, and it's cool. And you just got you bombs. You got your way. rockets, and you crow into the ball, and you just roll all over everywhere with the ball. That was the big difference that I remember in the second one, um, at least ability-wise, is that you get that morph ball that lets you grip to the walls and the yeah. ceilings and stuff. Yeah. Spider ball. Yeah, but, spider ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of hidden passages and shit. But it was fun. It was a nice flashback. That's what I love about the beats. You just pull some shit out and play that you don't want to think about playing, and then you try. It's like, hey, you know what? That wasn't so bad. When did you play this, Muff? A couple weeks ago. Is that... My parents and pulled it out. On your, you have a Game Boy. You play it on the Game Boy. Black and white Game Boy. Yeah. Wow. Did you beat the game? No, I didn't have that much time. Oh fuck! Caught it. Caught it. <laughs> Congrats. Um. <laughs> so the the main objective of Metroid Two, from what I remember, you're just trying to kill all the Metroids, right? That's like the main crux of the game is going around killing all the Metroids. It seemed like it, yeah. There's, I think there's, there's 30 of them total, I think. 30 I, or 60. I sure as fuck wasn't counting shit. I was just walking around exploring. I got lost. Can you freeze them in that game? No idea. Uh, some of them. There's, like, different varieties of them. They, like, grow up as you go through the game, kind of. This was a wavy gun that did some, like, serpentine shit. <laughs> is, uh, is Metroid a space game? Yeah, I'd consider yeah, it a space I'd, game. Yeah, yeah, you're that, yeah, traveling on alien planets and stuff. Yeah. Ridley Cock, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, Metroid 2, you're killing all the Metroids. So, the intro of Super Metroid kind of recaps Metroid 1 that we already talked about. Metroid 2, you go, I believe, to the home planet of the Metroids, and you're killing all those Metroids. And I believe Metroid 2 ends with, you find the last Metroid, and it's a baby... And I think it's on your ship as you're leaving, and you decide not to kill it. So that's where the events of Super Metroid, which is sometimes referred to as Metroid 3, that's where those pick up, is that the baby Metroid is still alive, and Super Metroid starts off with Ridley has come to... I don't know how Ridley's alive, but Ridley comes... Yeah, Ridley comes. It's coming all the time. Um, oh, she fucked up. Should have killed that baby. Yeah, should have killed that fucking baby. 
Yeah. yeah. So Ridley steals the baby, and then that's like the whole purpose of we genocide. talking video game. We ain't talking like Texas and some shit. <laughs> genocide and video <laughs> games. It's all right. He's a Texas. So then Ridley steals the baby Metroid, and you follow Ridley. I believe it's back to the planet where the original Metroid took place because yeah. they've kind of set up shop again. The space pirates. They've got Mother Brain going again. So it's it's really very similar to the first game in what you're doing in the the course of Super Metroid. So let's talk about some changes between Super Metroid and the original Metroid. Um, I mean, the graphics, obviously, you're going from original Nintendo to Super Nintendo. Um, what did you guys think of the way that the game looks in general? Looks pretty did, damn good. Yeah, yeah, I just booted it up for the first time uh, a few minutes ago. It looks really good. Big improvement for, uh, you know, this, uh, compared to the original. Looks really good. Got like good fog effects and stuff, kind of like little touches like that, stuff flying around in the foreground and stuff. Isn't that like raining in the very first scene or something? Or am I making that up? Yeah, when you get to the planet, yeah. Okay, I thought that was cool back in the day. Space rain. Man, they had rain in video games back then, well before Super Metroid. You just gotta play a dang old football game. There's snow, there's rain. Ten yard fight has, has weather elements to it. Anyway, um, so <laughs> you ever play? You ever play Madden, Brian? <laughs> I mean, a little bit, probably. Yeah. So they rain up after. in Madden. After what? Super Metroid? Yeah. You sure about that? Madden came out after Super Metroid. Madden, uh, they came out in the early nineties, didn't it? Oh, yeah. oh! Yeah. You get some of these other bitches talking and spiral back down. But if it's just me, it's like fuck you, muff. You don't know talking. Yeah, Super Metroid came out in 94. Madden been out since, like, 91, 90. Dang. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I believe you everybody d- else besides Moth. <laughs> 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 so Super Metroid, the graphics look great. That also gives it the ability, the environments just look a lot different. So when you're traveling around, the, the levels definitely have more of a, like a, a look and a feel to them that makes it easier to navigate. Even without the map, but you've got the map, which is like a huge improve. The map is like the biggest improvement to the game. You've been, uh, you download map like data, and then that lets you know where you need to go. It, it's very it, well. It doesn't really map out where you need to go, but you have a good idea when you un- unlock a map like where you should be heading. And it doesn't unlock the entire map. It just gives you like the general overview. There's still secret areas that you have to find by like bombing things and stuff. That's right, yeah. And it also maps out, Darkseid, as you mentioned on the first episode, it maps out where certain items are that you need to find. So if you see an, a room with a dot, that means that there's an item there to find. Um, I don't think, yeah, like Bash said, not all the items are mapped out, but a lot of them are. And then the one thing, if you get an item, I believe that little dot icon does not change or go away. So it is a little hard if you come across a room where there's an item, but you can't get it yet. It's a little hard to track if you need to go back or not, because I think it does not signify whether or not you've actually gotten the item in that room. Yeah, I think that was the first one where they actually cha- they turned us from like a dot to a circle when you get the item. I think that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds familiar. So the intro sequence uh, we talked a little bit about. So you actually play through that sequence. So Ridley comes and steals the baby Metroid, so you're playing through that. And then you have a boss fight with Ridley right in the beginning. Um, and then Ridley like completely destroys you, I think. And, and, steals, and, and steals that baby. And mm-hmm. steals the baby, yeah. 
And then uh, you've got to escape that room. So it's like an escape sequence at the very beginning of the game. It uses this cool effect on the Super Nintendo where the room's like swaying back and forth. It's a really great intro to the game. So you in actually general, can kind of like win that fight with him. If you shoot him enough times, he'll drop the Metroid, then pick it back up and run away. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah I did not you, do that well. It's easiest, the easiest to do it if you go back on top of the doorway and shoot like it's harder for him to hit you so you gotta hit him like 30 times or something but ultimately he he does run away then still right? yeah yeah he takes yeah. it and, yeah so the the physics in this game i actually thought the original game controlled a bit better the the jumping is very floaty in this game and it still has the mechanic of like the two different styles of jumps but it just felt like it was harder to precisely land on platforms in this what, what did you guys think about the controls in general I prefer them, but I do know, yeah, when you do the jump, the flip jump, you do kind of drift around a little bit. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's I do really like lofty. the lofty. Yeah. But you like the controls in this one more than the original, Bash? Yeah, definitely. You don't get knocked back as much when you get hit, too. That's my big thing. That's true. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Yeah. When you get into lava, though, it seemed like it was really hard to get out of it. Or even like quicksand that doesn't damage you, but you just want to get out of it so you don't get hit. I could never come up with a consistent method of getting out of quicksand. It seemed like if I mashed the jump button, that didn't really work. If I tried to time it to like hit the button at the peak of my jump, that I don't know. Was there a consistent method to do that? There is like a weird timing. I don't even remember how to do it exactly, but you can like, as soon as you clear the top of the quicksand, you can like do another jump or something. But yeah, that's only one area, so it ain't too bad. But let me ask you guys a quick question: Were you guys uh, afraid of shit of, of quicksand? When I was younger, I was super. Fuck afraid yeah, of quicksand. I still like, am. Yeah, like it would be common, right? <laughs> yeah, they like in the, you. You would always think like when you see it so much in the movies, I would think like quicksand would just be everywhere, and I would have to learn to get out of quicksand. But like, <laughs> you don't run into quicksand in life. But like the way they made it seem, you do be everywhere. You seen these fucking sinkholes bitches falling? It's getting worse over in like California. Nobody <laughs> actually has a problem with quicksand as an adult. <laughs> it's a myth, right? They made it seem like it was going to be a huge deal, quicksand. <laughs> yeah. It's got to lay a log out on top of the quicksand. You got to walk around with a log all the time. Yeah, just uh, have logs with you. Territory. Yeah, it's just... Muff's dropping logs left and right. He has no problem with quicksand. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Melvin, uh, fuck these motherfuckers. Quicksand <laughs> reels. Yeah, I'm, I'm, reels. I'm prepared for it, man. <laughs> I lived through the 90s. And then the music, um, you know, you would think the Super Nintendo music would be a lot better than Nintendo. I did not really think the soundtrack in this game was that great. Uh, it, it did grow on me a bit after a little bit of time, but I, I like the music from the first game better. Uh, yeah, subjective. I can see where you're coming from. I like I do like the first level music in Metroid One. That's probably my favorite out of <laughs> both games. That was Bash's way of saying, Brian, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> They're both nice good. Way.
All right, so let's get into some of the different abilities that you get. There's a lot more abilities that you get in Super Metroid that you get that you don't get in the original. Um, and a lot of those are your beam, your weapon that you get. So there's a charge beam that's useful if you run out of missiles, you charge up. It's like Mega Man. You hold the shoot button and it does a stronger blast. The ice beam comes back. The wave beam comes back. But the wave beam, not only do I think it's more powerful, but there's certain gates in the game that you can only open from one direction if you do not have the, the wave beam. But if you have the wave beam, you can shoot through the gate so then you can open it up from either way. It, it makes traversing the world a bit easier. Then there's the spacer, which is like a triple shot, uh, which again, I don't. that's not used to like traverse any areas, but it's just useful to have to kill enemies. And then same thing with the plasma beam. I don't think there's any real, other than hitting enemies harder, I don't think there's a like a, a strategy to that beam. But it was. I thought the beams were really cool, like having all of it, and they all stacked on top of each other, so you wouldn't lose a beam, I believe, when you got one of the other beams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what What'd you guys think of all the the different beams and weapons that you get? Pretty cool. Like uh, when you stack them all, because you like combine them together, so you have like the like if you get the wave beam, then you get the ice beam, and then you get the spacer. You'll have like a triple shot that waves around and goes through walls and freezes shit. So it's just kind of. So does There's everything no stack, or can you switch between, like, beams? You can switch back to, like, just one individual beam, but there's no real reason to. Your gun oh. just keeps getting stronger and stronger. Gotcha. Yeah, you can actually turn off all the abilities. Like, if you want, you can turn off the morph ball. I don't know why you ever would, but but you can. Because you're a man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even go anywhere, so I guess, yeah, if you want to be a man butting your head against the wall for half an hour, that would... Be all right, I guess. They can go into the menu and turn <laughs> off the ice beam option if you don't want to like freeze stuff every time you hit it. That's sometimes that's actually useful. But... I could see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you turn off the ice feature of the beam, but you still use the ice beam. Is that what you're saying? I say you can turn off the ice beam, but you can keep like the wave beam and like the plasma beam like equipped, so you'll still have a strong gun, but you won't I freeze stuff to... when you hit I... it. I guess I forgot. So like you, if you had them all active, they all shot at once. Yeah. Yeah, they oh, stack. I didn't realize that. Man, that's, yep. it, been, it hasn't been that long since I played it, and I forgot it was like that. Yep, which is, yeah, like we said in the first game, where if you get the wave beam, you would lose the ice beam, which is super frustrating because then you yeah. have to go back and find it. And you have no idea that you would lose it when you got it because, as Melvin said in the first game, they don't tell you what anything is. Yeah, that's so, weird. Yeah, it's much better that they stack in this. Um, in some of the returning abilities the morph ball, bombs, missiles, energy tanks, high jump. Uh, the various suit is not only do a, I don't even know if it gives you more damage or more defense in this, but it gives you heat resistance. So there's an area in the map where as soon as you enter into it, your health starts draining because it's hot and you need the various suit to like withstand the heat, which made it more useful. It doubles your does defense. Does it work in lava? Oh, it does. It does double your defense, yeah. Bash. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, I don't think it works in lava but you end up getting something that does allow you to go through lava i think is that right bash yeah yeah that's the uh the the next suit you get and that, that's the what the gravity suit yeah yeah which yeah the gravity suit lets you move underwater without having any restrict because normally when you go in water you don't get hurt but you can't jump as high so you can't traverse certain areas and then when you get that i didn't realize right away that it also negates damage that you take in lava because there's a one part where you have to go through lava and you would think getting the heat resistance suit would take care of that but it doesn't you need that gravity suit as well 
And it also doubles your defense again. Oh, it does. Okay, yeah. so it does double your defense. Got it, got it. Uh, and then the screw attack, classic Metroid weapon. You do your spin jump, you kill enemies. Not as big of a thing in this game because this game in general, the enemies don't take as many hits. They're not as difficult to kill. So I didn't use the screw attack really all that much. I think I got it very late in the game too. Yeah, it's in like the last area pretty much. And then some new abilities. So you get a space jump, which is when you're doing the spinning jump, it lets you do a repeated jump. So you can pretty much fly. But the mechanics of that were very tricky to do consistently. It was almost like if you tried to change direction in midair, it would stop you from doing the jumps or you had to like time it a certain way. I don't know. I had a, a difficult time getting that accurate every time. Yeah, the timing's weird. You got to like hit the jump again before you fall down halfway from your original jump. It's like complicated to explain, but after you get used to it, it's kind of just muscle memory. It, it reminded me almost of flying with the cape in Super Mario World where yeah. you have to like have a specific timing to it. But with the cape, I don't maybe it's because I played more Super Mario World, but that just seems to make more sense visually what you're doing, where the space jump just seemed like it was this like arbitrary, like, okay, you just have to wait a second before jumping again. I, I, I thought it was weird. Yeah, you kind of got to feel it out. But I guess that's the uh, trade-off for being able to fly anywhere. They had to make it like a little difficult. That's true. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you also get the speed booster, lets you run super fast. When you run long enough, then you can break through specific blocks that would otherwise you know, impede your progress. Um, you had to get a running start, so sometimes there was strategy on, you know, you had to clear open an area to, before you could get that running start to break those blocks. And then that gives you a space jump. So this is, there's some abilities that you have, but you don't necessarily know that you have them. And there's a couple instances where animals in the game teach you how to do these things. Like, I believe from the very start of the game, you have a wall jump, but the timing of it's very specific. And you don't know that you have it until an animal is doing wall jumps. And then it kind of hints that you can do it. Did anybody have thoughts on the wall jump? It's kind of cool. Like, uh, you can do it right from the start. And you might act like, if you didn't know about it, you might do it like accidentally every once in a while. But, like, it's cool that, like, it's always there, but, like, kind of, you can kind of use it to take shortcuts and stuff early on and, like, get items, like, way earlier than you would normally be able to, but only if you actually knew you had it. So it's kind of cool that they put, like, hidden things like that in there. Yeah, so, like, on a repeated playthrough, like, it's not just knowledge of where stuff is, but actually, like, those techniques that you have from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the so the the speed booster has a similar thing where if you get that speed boost, then you push down, you like charge up this jump, and then when you jump, you can like go pretty much as high until there's a ceiling, and that's again you don't know that you have that until there's like this ostrich looking animal that is doing this like run and jump, and then you kind of learn based on that how you so do it. Doing that jump, I remember having to do that, and when you learn it and stuff, that was really hard for me to time. I don't know if I can blame just, you know, not being good at the game or controls or what, but it, it seemed like it was really hard to do consistently. I think you have more leeway than you think you do, probably. Like, uh, you have, like, probably about, like, a two seconds to actually do the jump. But, uh, yeah, I don't I had a hard time with that. I remember, like, it took me a bunch of tries to actually get it right. Yeah, I did as well. Um, and, and Bash is right. You do have more leeway than you think, which I didn't even Maybe. realize, like, after I beat the game, I looked at a guide because there was one missile tank to where I was like, how do I even get this? Because you have to, you have to, I believe you charge the jump, 
and then go into another room and then quickly jump. And I didn't know that the charge would carry over to another room, but it does give you a little bit of time before you actually have to do that jump. You don't have to duck and then immediately jump. And then, so you get the gravity suit move underwater that we talked about. There's a couple reserve tanks. So they're just like energy tanks, but for whatever reason, they're called like a reserve tank. I don't know. That didn't seem like that. I mean, it's useful, but it's not like interesting or anything. I think they just added those in to pad it out to 100 items so you could get like 100% for 100 items. I think that's oh, that, like the only yeah. reason they're in there. <laughs> and then, so you have bombs and missiles, but you also have super bombs and super missiles. So they just, the, the super missiles help out in combat, but there are specific doors that need super missiles to open them. I think they're green. And then yeah. super bombs, there's certain blocks that can only be destroyed with a super bomb. And super bombs are useful as well. Because if you use one, it will blow open all the blocks or at least show you what all the blocks are that may need another ability to open. And then the x-ray beam. So the x-ray beam, it lets you scan the rooms to see what blocks that are like special blocks or like hidden passageways. But I found it really annoying and slow to like stop in every room and use this x-ray beam. And it was kind of cumbersome to switch between all these weapons as well. So, I mean, I, I'm sure what that that was... So like the x-ray beam, you stop in your tracks and then you, you have this like cone of vision that sticks out from your visor and then you scan the room to see where all the hidden areas are, but it, you have to stop in your tracks to do that. So it's not that much fun. And then to switch your weapons. So you mean like you have to stand still in order yes, to... Yes. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's probably a good idea because when you're walking, your vision's not as good as when you're standing still and focusing on something. What about, Nolan, what was your favorite thing about that? My question was referring to what's cumbersome mean, and I don't know now what the fuck we talking about. Oh, cumbersome, it's difficult to switch between weapons in this game. because, And I ended up remapping the controls, but when you have to switch weapons, it was like, I think it was, and this is probably because I'm playing on the, on the Wii, or not the Wii, I was playing on the Switch, and the, the select button on the Switch was like, I had to move my thumb a, a far distance from what I normally had on the, the analog stick to move. So like when I was fighting enemies, it was really a pain in the ass to switch to like my super missiles and then switch back to my regular beam. And that was the same thing with the x-ray beam. You had to switch to that like you would any other weapon. So it was just kind of a pain to like switch between weapons all the time. It wasn't a very elegant way of, of handling it. Kind of like so, 99% of the time, it's better to just set off a power bomb and then the, that'll just mark all of like the like breakable blocks in the room anyway so yeah yeah, i I would agree with that if you've got the power bombs to spare yeah that's definitely the better way to do it so cumbersome means difficult yeah yeah difficult kind of a pain in the ass yeah so the song cumbersome i have become cumbersome that means i've become difficult i think are you thinking of complicated by uh avril lavigne (laughs) (laughs) you think about that seven mary three song that's right man avril lavigne and avril lavigne why you gotta go and make things so cumbersome now? Did he? It's like a de- punk icon, Avril Lavigne. I'm thinking, come in her son now. <laughs> come, come in her son now. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last ability you get, you get a grapple hook. I did not think the grapple hook was very fun to use. Um, it, I ended up. It, it's fun yeah, on go paper, ahead, right? It's fun on paper to have a grappling hook, but in that game, it was slow and weird. Yeah. Grappling hooks are awesome, but in you that game, it wasn't awesome. Yeah, you commando. Was, 
You're thinking Bionic Commando, but it was not like that. Yeah, and it took me a while to realize that you can grapple and then you can lower yourself down a little bit so you can get more of a swinging momentum. Yes, yes. But I didn't realize that for like the first hour. And I was like, this is just the most annoying thing. Because I, I thought of like when you get the hook shot in a Zelda game, it's awesome. You're like, oh, man, this is cool to use. But in, in this, I, I was like dreading every time when I had to use this stupid grapple hook. Dread. hey <laughs> All right, so I think we covered all the abilities. Um, in general, because I, I didn't you know use a, a guide or a map for this, so I got lost in multiple points of the game. Uh, were there any points in the game that sticks out for you guys that were particularly difficult or that you got lost in? Cumbersome. Or that were cumbersome? I think the one thing that stands out was where you have to use the super missile to get to Kraid. Guess I won't spoil it for Melvin. There's this like one block you got to hit. I actually had to look that up because I was lost Whoa. for like five hours. But I'd found that one block, and then I I don't think I ever got all that lost for the rest of the game. It's almost thirty years old, man. You can spoil it. Fuck this game. <laughs> Fuck this game. <laughs> I'm joking. Don't yeah. It's, it's probably a good game, but yeah, you can spoil it. How can I play the game before Switch. before you spoil it? Switch. It's on. So, it's on Nintendo it's, Switch Online. Yeah, Nintendo Switch Online. I think it's also on if you have the SNES Mini Classic. Yeah, that's where I played it last. It's and on it's there. free. Yep, yes, you got it. Switch. All right, yeah. spoil it so I can learn. Free with paid subscription. Free with paid subscription. Let Bash talk, bitches. With paid subscription. Oh, these are the black you got to hit. <laughs> like it ain't gonna help to tell you right now. But... <laughs> Bash only talks when you make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> There was a, a, a similar spot. I don't know if it was the same spot that you had, Bash, but yeah, there was one. I think it was right before I got the grappling hook. But there was, yeah, there was just some random block that you had to shoot. And it's very easy to pass it up because, yeah, I, I think it is before you get power bombs. Or maybe it was just the, the route that I took through the game. But yeah, I remember. You got to shoot straight spot. down to get in like the lava area. Maybe Something like that, yeah. yeah. The one spot where I always got stuck, and I got stuck again this time and I had to look it up was you get locked in this room. And, I mean, the game does a good job of locking you in a specific area so that you're not wandering around the entirety of the map without an idea of what to do. But you get locked in pretty much a single room, and you try and walk across these blocks, and they disappear so you fall. And I didn't realize that you have a run button. From the very beginning of the game, you have a run button, and you have to run over these blocks. I was stuck there for, like, 20 minutes. I finally looked it up, and they're like, you have a run button. And online, they referred to it as the noob bridge. Yeah, I remember on Game FAQs back yeah. in the day, there was always like 10 topics. How do I get past this bridge? Like, <laughs> it was super annoying because I had no idea that there was a run button bridge. in the game. And there was no, uh, like, you know how they had, we mentioned some of the animal buddies are like showing you how to do things. There was nothing like that to let you know that there was a run button. But at least they did stick you in that room. So it's like, all right, you either learn that you have the run option or you're never going to get out of this room. So there wasn't so anywhere prior that you had to run? No. Okay. No, this this was like, it, it was pretty early on, but this was the room where essentially they're teaching you that there is a run that you need to do. But this is before you get the speed booster. So you just start off the game with a general running ability. And this is one of the few areas before you get the speed booster that requires you to run. It tells you in the manual. Like, I read the manual before yeah. I played it, so I knew there was a run button. I This is the third time I've played this game, and uh, last time I, I gave up when I got to this part. I had beat it before, but I, I tried to play it again. I gave up because I forgot there was a run. Otherwise, l like I said, there's the game does do a good job, though, of like keeping you contained in a certain area until they get an item that you want to get. 
Like I think when you're about to get the ice beam, you fall down a long cavern where the only way to get back up is to shoot enemies and freeze them to use them as platforms. So there's about half the world that you can't get to until you get that ice beam and then you can re-travel to other places you went before. So, I mean, that was a pretty good job of at least making so you're not traveling over the entire map, like the world map, trying to find an item. They, they kind of isolate you a bit, which is good. I had a quick map question, Brian. So, in, on the last episode, we talked about the original Metroid and how they had this big map. It Was Nintendo really like the first game to create a... Well, a first uh, company to create a game that was like, a, I guess, Metroidvania, or I don't know if Castlevania came out first, but what was just kind of like open-ended, go where you want, there's a big map to explore? Oh, Metroid was definitely the first, I would think. Um, there was like when, Pitfall 2 on the on the Atari 2600. Atari. Yeah, if, if you're just talking about like traversing a, a big area like that, yeah, Pitfall 2 would, would fit that. Um, in terms of like setting the Metroid template of getting different abilities and then backtracking to areas to that you couldn't get to before until you got those abilities, then I, I would say Metroid's the first. But yeah, you're right, Bash. Pitfall 2 probably is the first one where you're it's like a multi-screen experience and there's like a big like area that you're traveling. Should so did Castlevania the... then take that same formula? They stole it? So Symphony of the Night stole it, yeah, for sure. It was Castlevania 2, though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. it came out like right after Metroid. I think should be called Pitfall, Pitfall Mania. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a lot better. Does Castlevania two? I know that you have to get specific items and use them in weird parts, but does it have like kind of more straightforward? Like, oh, you get a more powerful whip, and now you can break down this area. It's more like get Dracula's heart and then duck in an area and like shit that doesn't even make sense. Right. Yeah. That one's like impossible to beat without a guide. I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't think anyone's ever beat it without a guide. And if they say they do, they're lying. Yeah. That Nintendo power came in clutch. Mm. Yeah. And then I believe the, the, the difference between Metroid and, and super Metroid. Another difference is that I think you have to get all these abilities to be able to beat the game. So like, as we mentioned, you don't need the ice beam in the first game. You don't need the high jump in the first game. I think you do need all those abilities in this in Super Metroid, unless you're sequence breaking, unless you're doing something kind of like very difficult, out of the ordinary. Like if you're doing like multiple bomb jumps, I think the game intends that you would get all of these abilities to beat the game. Would you agree with that, Bash? Or do you think there's some abilities that you really don't need to get? Uh, don't really need the grapple beam, I don't think. Like... I think you can get through those areas with like wall jumps and stuff. Really? Wow. You'd have to be well, pretty I mean, damn good at wall jumping then. I mean, technically you can beat the game with only 15% of the items. All you need is the ice beam, one pack of missiles, and like one pack. You need either two super missiles or one missile or one missile and two super missiles and the bombs and the ball. And that's basically all you need to beat the entire game. You'd probably be doing some pretty hardcore like yeah, sequence breaking, right? Yeah, it's fucking messed up. Like I can't get anywhere close to actually doing it. But yeah, got it. So yeah, maybe there, maybe there is more flexibility then that that I was seeing on, on a standard playthrough. Though I think the game would expect you to like not go in a, a directly linear fashion, but to get a lot of these abilities. To because yeah, yeah. I thought the the grapple beam, I thought you would definitely need that to beat some areas. But there might be ways around it. It's so like the super jump, like the uh, shine spark or whatever, where you get running fast and jump with that thing. Like 
they add to like way more complicated than you're gonna do on like the first playthrough. Not to mention that jump's impossible to pull off, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was one area where I don't think I, I'm pretty sure I looked it up the first time I played, but there's like a glass tube and you're supposed to use a pot like a super bomb and then it breaks the glass tube open and then you get into like the underwater area. I don't think I would have figured that out if I wouldn't have looked it up. They do show like a broken tube if you come in the other way. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, there's one inside the water area. Oh, all right. So maybe they do cuz that's the best kinds of secrets is when like there's a hint that alludes to you being able to do something. I didn't even know that that was there though. Alright, any other general, um, like, things that you guys liked about the game? I have some questions. Yeah, go for it, Melvin. Uh, Do you ever save that fucking baby? Yeah, so we we, we can get into that. Melvin, now, the ending to this game is one of the best endings ever. So be prepared for the spoilers. But, I mean, it's a great ending to this game. Are you prepared to be spoiled on it? I am. When you say it's one of the best endings ever, <laughs> you're talking about in all of entertainment, or are you talking about in video games, or both? Tell us, ever, ever. I mean, to me, video games are like the best form of entertainment, and the ending. See, I mean, and Bash, tell me if I'm blowing this out of proportion, but let's let's just skip to it. He's hyping you, this shit up, man. You you go through, yeah, you go through the Metroid sequence like you do in in the original Metroid and you fight mother brain just like you do in the original Metroid. And then mother brain like mutates and all of a sudden is like this T-Rex with like a mother brain head. It looks fucking awesome. And then the baby Metroid comes. So right before you would, and I think right before you had done that, the baby Metroid is mutated and is gigantic. Like is this huge sprite looks awesome. The baby Metroid comes, fucks you up, leaves you with almost no health. Uh, I forget how you heal yourself after that. You find a recharge chamber, but then the baby Metroid doesn't kill you because it like thinks you're its mother from when you saved it earlier on. So then you're fighting Mother Brain, who's like this huge T-Rex. Then Mother Brain does this gigantic beam that like pins you against the wall. It almost kills you. The baby Metroid comes, latches itself onto Mother Brain, fucking up Mother Brain, and then latches itself onto you, heals you like a super beam that's like a rainbow, and then you just blast the shit out of Mother Brain. Like it's, it's fucking cool. I mean, it's like no cutscenes it? either. It's all like in game. Like you're actually playing through all of this, and there's no dialogue or anything. It just all like spells it out like through gameplay. I mean, Sp- Spiral, do you do you remember all this? What what are your thoughts on this? I do remember this now that you bring it up, and yeah, that was pretty epic. <laughs> I have to. I'm not sure if it's the best. It, I mean, back then for sure it was fucking amazing. Um, but I don't know if it's. I have to play it again to be honest. I don't know if it. I gotta play it again. And see if it stands the test of time. But I do remember that sequence uh, very well. And it was pretty amazing. I love the callback to the original Metroid. Um, and then, like like, uh, like Bash said, having it all kind of spelled out in-game and having that happen. Yeah, that was that was fairly amazing, I think, back in the day, for sure. What do you so think, Melvin? Uh, how did that sound? Are you, Brian, are you saying that that's 
still the best, one of the best endings ever? Or are you saying it was back then? So I did not play. So I don't think we started with this, but yeah, I, I didn't play Super Metroid when it first came out. I played it probably, I don't know, 10 years after it came out, maybe even a little longer. I, I did not play it right away. Um, I mean, when I played through it just this month, it was super fun. And I mean, I knew what was coming, but especially like, I, I think if you know that it's coming, like it kind of dampens the effect a bit. But I think even now, today, if it was somebody who had never played the game before, if they played through that ending sequence, they would think that it was amazing. And yeah, I think it's one of the best video game endings, like boss fights ever, flat out. The top three? Um, As far as like a very final boss, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I love Super Mario World, but that ending boss with Bowser is like not that exciting. I mean, the fight against Ganon in A Link to the Past is not that exciting. It's cool, but I mean, this Super Metroid, like the ending sequence with that is is awesome. What are your top three ending boss fights? Any game? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> most of the time, the very ending bosses kind of suck, right? Like most of the time you fight like the 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 main bad guy is somebody that you've kind of fought like along the way and then they're like the precursor to the final boss that's kind of lame. So as far as like a very final boss, I mean Mother Brain and Super Metroid has to be right up there. Shredder. Or Shredder. <laughs> In which cool game, Muff? Which Turtles game? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The first one? I don't know, like shoot lightning and shit. It's kind of weird for Shredder, but it was a cool fight. Never gotten that far, but I saw that, a video of it. That Super Metroid fight was really cool, though. I remember that too. I mean, I only play, I played it a couple years ago now, but I didn't play it as a kid either. So I played it way after it was, you know, already cemented as one of the greatest games ever. And I didn't think the game overall was that great, but I thought that ending was pretty awesome. You should play it, Dark Side. Let us know your thoughts. Actually, you haven't played it or you haven't beat it? I watched the intro cutscene and I played the... I fought Craig. That's it. And then I stopped because I was like, fuck that game. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't enjoying it? Eh. It it felt like I was going to think the whole thing was tedious. I was like, Craig... More cat quests. Yeah, I need Cat Quest <laughs> is more my level. <laughs> I almost well, bought Cat Quest too. It was on sale. Y'all need to play Cat Quest. It's a good game. Muff knows. So we can touch base on some of the other bosses then. So what did you think of the Kraid boss fight then, Darkseid? You say Kraid? <laughs> COVID foot. Oh, that wasn't uh, that wasn't muted, was it? <sighs> No, it's, it's all right. <laughs> I tried to mute it. It didn't work. Uh, so Craig, um, I don't know. It it, uh, it just seemed very old school and tedious to me, and I was like, "This is the way the whole game's gonna feel." So I didn't want to play in it anymore. <laughs> he looked cool though, right? He's like really big and stuff. It did look very cool. Yeah, I thought that it definitely looked cool and. If I wasn't so grumpy and had more patience in my old age, I probably would have given it a, more time. Would have gotten through the opening cutscene. Of the yeah, game. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now, Shit. when you say you fought, did you fight Ridley or you fought you fought the big green guy, Craid? 
Whatever's in the beginning, Craig or Ripley oh, that's or Ridley. whatever. That's oh. Ridley. Yeah the, yeah, the first fight with the pterodactyl guy is Ridley. Craig. Craig's, Craig's an asshole too, but Ridley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you fight Craig in this game, he's like huge. Like he's like multiple screens big. I think like two screens big. He's really giant. He looks he looks really cool. He was he was pretty easy. I, I was surprised how easy he was, but but he's a cool boss fight in this. And speaking of Ridley, that um he looks really good compared to the first one. Like he's. In the first like game, he's almost the same size as Metro. I mean, as Samus. But yeah. In the second game, he's like a real big dinosaur. It looks pretty dope. But people are freaking out about putting him in Smash Brothers. Like, how can they have a character that big in Smash Brothers? Like, they already got Bowser and shit in there. They can make him a little bit smaller. Yeah, I didn't get that either. Like, that was the whole reason why he wasn't in Smash for so long. It's like just make him smaller, I guess. You think they'll have Craig and Ripley in uh, Metroid Dread? I would Probably. think Ridley has to. Yeah, Ridley's Ridley so iconic. Yeah, Ridley's Ridley. gotta. Yeah. Yeah, Craig and Ripley. Believe it or not, <laughs> man, it's it's actually Ridley. Uh, some of the other bosses, then. So other than Craig and Ridley, um, so you fight this boss, um, Dragon, who's like in the underwater level. Not that much that's noteworthy, except I did find an alternate way to beat him, where there's grapple beam points, where they're just like electricity. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to explain this, Bash? Do you know what this is? Yes, there's like, uh, you can fight him legitimately. He like shoots this, these globs at you that slow you down, and he like uh, zooms around the screen really fast. This is another part where I had to look up a guide because I couldn't beat him legitimately. But there's these turrets on the wall, and one of them's already broken, and there's like sparks coming off of it. But if you blow the turrets up with super missiles, then when he grabs you and starts spinning you around the room and killing you, if you can hit one of those like sparking points with your grapple beam while he's killing you, it'll start electrocuting him. It'll like drain your health, but it drains his health faster. So like it's like a secret way to beat him. And it's the only way I've ever been able to beat him. I can't beat him legitimately. Yeah, it took me multiple tries with save states to be able to beat him legit. But then I like I looked it up. I had to go back and do it. Yeah, you his health drains super fast if you can catch him with that. It's pretty tricky to do that, but yeah, it, it was a pretty awesome alternate way to to beat a boss. Um, yeah, a couple of the other bosses. There's another boss where you don't actually. He doesn't have a life bar. I think his name's like Crocomire or something. You just have to shoot him in the mouth every time that he opens his mouth. You shoot him with a missile, and then it backs him up a little bit. Totally muffs game right there. <laughs> and then you keep shooting him in the mouth. You finally back him up into the lava, and then he like pretty much like melts, and then like he comes up behind you just a skeleton, and then he just like collapses in front of you. It's a really cool sequence. It's like another thing. It's like a cutscene, but you're actually playing through it. Like it isn't just like pre-scripted, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some other stuff we could talk about, but in general, uh, any other things you guys liked or disliked about this game? Metroid Dread coming soon. That's right, Metroid Dread. Are any of you guys picking that up? Yeah. Well, I am. I was I'm going to buy it and let it sit on the shelf. This shit looks <laughs> cool, man. I'll wait for a significant discount, maybe. I'd like to play it, but I'm, I'm not as big of a Metroid fan as some of you guys, so... Yeah, I'm it, looks, day one. it looks really cool because it's, it's, it doesn't look overcomplicated. It got a grappling hook. That, you know, you've been on like that. I like to go grappling hook. So th- that Metroid Dread takes place after um, Super Metroid and Prime and all that? Yeah, I believe Metroid Dread is, takes place like the most recent game. So I think up to now, Metroid Fusion 
is the latest game chronologically, and then this takes place after that. So you still, fighting punk, you still fighting Punk Ave Ridley in that game, too? I Metroid bet he Dread? comes back. I don't I don't remember if he's in Metroid Fusion, but I yeah, bet he is. I mean, is yeah. he in that bash? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got to come back. He's just like the iconic enemy of He's in of every, everyone, even in Prime. He's in there. Uh, he isn't in the second one. I think that's like the... He isn't in the second Prime, and he isn't in Metroid 2. I think he's in every other game in the series, though, somehow. So for some kill reason, him every time. for some reason in my head, I thought that the Prime series didn't have anything to do with the other Metroid games, but they they're all connected. Yeah, they got the same name, Metroid. I mean, they're it's kind of like, like prequel sequels in between two games. They built like five games in between Metroid One and Metroid Two. They have like yeah. their kind of self-contained story, but they're connected to the other ones. Yeah, it, you're definitely like the same. It's not like Zelda where it's like, oh, you're a different Link in some other timeline. Like, you're definitely like the same character. Like, Samus is the same character throughout all the games. But yeah, like Bash said, it's like, yeah, these five games take place in like their own little like sub story between these two games. So they got Metroid Dread coming out, which is supposed to be the the latest game in in the series. But they also are working on Metroid Four or Metroid Prime Four which will take place after Metroid Prime 3, but before Super Metroid. I don't know that for sure, but I bet that is how it will be. Yeah, if, it, if, if I it's had to all, guess. If it's all canon, why do you keep losing all your abilities and power-ups? What's <laughs> oh, the thing about shit. this series? They actually usually give you like an explanation at the end of one game or at the beginning of the next one why you lost everything. I mean, sometimes it's as simple as like, as soon as you start the game, you get hit by something. And like like in Metroid Prime, I think you have all your abilities. And then you get hit by something right in the beginning. And then you lose all your abilities as a result. I think Super Metroid is the only game in the series where like you start off with nothing because fuck it. It's 1994 and no one gives a shit about cotton. <laughs> in Metroid Other M the reason why you don't have abilities, everybody hates because yeah. your commanding officer who is a man is telling you that you do not have the <laughs> authorization to use your abilities. And there's some areas where like you're getting attacked and you're like, can I use these abilities please? And he says, no, you cannot. And then like, you just have to do without. Yeah. People did not like that. You have to go all the way through the lava area where you're constantly losing health because you can't turn on your anti-lava armor. And then we'll, when you finally get to the boss fight and you've been fighting through this lava area for like 20 minutes, he said, uh, turn on the ver various suit authorized and then you can turn on your anti-lava armor. It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. When I um, look on all these internet lists for like the best games ever, you know, half of them are going to say, you know, some Zelda game and the other half say Super Metroid. Is this game one of the best games ever? Like, is it that good? I think so. I would not put it in such high regard as like Super Mario World or Link to the Past. I mean, it's very good, but I um, I just don't have as much fun with it as I have with a lot of other games. Um, I think part of it is the jumping physics I don't love. Yeah, like getting stuck in the quicksand, like I said, I don't love. There's just a lot of things that I think... I think it's a very good game, but I think there's a lot of things that are just kind of annoyances for me that, that I, I would think, not list it as like one of the best games ever. I agree with you, but I think it's because it's so influential in the way, to use a phrase, I guess games like these are uh, 
are made nowadays. You know, like any kind of Metroidvania, the, the Metroid part of that is Super Metroid. Right. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. Yeah, and this, that's why this is it, the game that like it's a lot like Link to the Past, where it like set the template really. Yeah, it's like a must. You at least got to try it once. Like, there's a decent chance you'll love it, and if you don't, I mean, it's free. So, with paid subscription, right, Darkside? Yeah, Darkside's gone. Darkside's gone. He said, "Fuck this guy. I'm out of here." <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a very influential game. You can kind of see. When you play it, you, you you can see all the you know like Hollow Knight took from it and stuff like that. So, and there's a lot going on in Super Met. Like what Bash said, like where these things are like played out in cutscenes, or they're not played out in cutscenes. It's played out in like just like the gameplay. There's other things too that are just played out with like things that you see. Like I don't know how much of like the Metroid series really has a lot of lore behind it. Like the Chozo, which are these statues that you're getting these abilities from they're like this ancient civilization that had this ancient technology. And that's where you're getting a lot of these abilities. And there's something about how they raise Samus and things. There's a lot of backstory. And I think super Metroid, maybe the manual tells this, but there's little things in the game that kind of allude to these things, but don't exactly spell them out. Like at one point near the end, you come across this Chozo statue and then it just like disintegrates in front of you. And I think that's supposed to show like, that you know their their race their ancient race has kind of been wiped out from existence and it, it, it's an interesting game for sure and i mean it really tried a lot of things and it's more complicated than you know just like a, a super mario world that i would prefer but is more you know straightforward um yeah i really didn't have a whole lot else to say about the game i did want to call there was one item so where uh there's an area where there's a secret pit that you have to fall into but it looks like there's spikes so you wouldn't necessarily know to jump down into it and there's two pits of spikes the first pit of spikes you use a grapple beam and it's easy to make the second there's a grapple beam that disappears after you use it but then it doesn't respawn and everywhere else in the game the grapple beams respawn and you can't get back so you're like how am i supposed to get back without jumping without landing in the spikes and when you try and jump, you land in the spikes, but then you realize the spikes are fake, that they don't kill you. But you don't, nothing happens with that. But then when you go to the next part of the room where you don't have to land in the spikes, if you go on the spikes, then you can drop through a hidden spot in the floor. And you would never, so it, it's just a way that the game sets up like, you would never think to drop through the spikes because you would think that they would kill you, but it sets you up earlier, like later on in that same room to drop through the spikes. Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain, but the game does a lot of things like that where it's very smart in that not every hidden area is just like bomb this wall or like shoot this wall. There are things that they set up to like tell you that there's something abnormal going on that you should explore, um, which, yeah, I think is one thing this game does a lot better than the first Metroid. Anyway, anybody else have any final thoughts on Super Metroid? I never played it, but it sounds like I legit would like to, but my Switch is all the way over there, so I probably won't. <laughs> I'm going to give it a run through. You guys make it sound interesting. I, I mean, if, if you were able to, to slog through the first game, I think you will you will have more fun with Super Metroid, for sure. And I'd recommend not using an online map. I think having the game's built-in map... Um, I mean, I, I looked a couple times like just to get an idea of like what main area that I should go to. But yeah, I think if you minimize looking at a like a pre-filled out map that you'd have more enjoyment out of the game for sure. 
How long did it take you to beat the game? I bet it would probably take you about six to seven hours, I would think, on a first playthrough. Okay. Brian, did you ever play the Ori games? I played the first one. I did not play the second one yet. Okay. The second one was so good, man. Yeah, I, I, I want to play it. I played the second one, too. I loved it. And it did remind me of the Metroid series um, as far as the exploration and the different power-ups and things like that. Um, and it's in, it's amazing to me that uh, that the Metroid games that came out you know, 25, 30 years ago still influence games that come out today. And you can still see it. So you, you play as a squirrel in Ori? Some sort of like weird like It's a made up creature. Yeah. yeah. It's a squirrel. Squirrel so, ghost. Yeah, like a squirrel. Squirrel ghost, okay. But the influence is pretty amazing for Metroid, so I think that's I think that's why people love Metroid, um, just because it just influenced it was a whole new gaming experience when it first came out and it still kinda has an influence now, you know, 30, 30 years later after the original game first came out. Just created a new kind of genre of game. Yeah, especially with indie games seem to really latch on to that Metroidvania formula because I think it's probably a bit easier to maybe not design a game, but it probably takes less resources or less world building just because it is probably a smaller space because you're retracing your steps a lot. Makes Which is sense. one of the things in general with Metroidvania games... I like them, but it is very easy to get frustrated at them when you're like getting lost. So it, it really does take fine tuning for the game to kind of guide you to where you need to go. Because otherwise, if you're completely lost, that's where Metroidvania can become kind of a, a frustrating genre. You know what the best Metroidvania I played in the last 10 years? Control. Control. That is exactly right. Man. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> that shit, in Melvin's words, that, that game is dope. <laughs> I would rather get COVID than play that game again. Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, really, that controls like the only triple A, like three D Metroidvania game that I can even think of. There's not many. They're usually always smaller or indie games now. But yeah, it's a great game. Dark Side, Dark Side is right. Oh. All right, well, if nobody has any other thoughts on... Oh, one other thing real quick. Fantoon is a boss that's in Super Metroid. He's like a Cyclops guy. I, I don't He was kind of cool. He comes back in Metroid Other M as an optional boss after you beat the game, which is like by far the coolest boss in that game. It's crazy that they hit him. Have you seen this, Bash? Yeah, yeah. Actually, the crazy thing is like the end cutscene's like an hour long. I got like most of the way through it, and I was like, "Fuck this!" And I went and ate dinner, and I came back, and then I was back in the game. I'm like, "What?" Then like I realized there's like kind of new game plus where you got to go around and actually get all the items in the game before you can fight this new optional boss. And I thought that was funner than like the rest of the game. Yeah, fighting that like collecting those items and fighting that boss. Metroid Other M, I think, gets a bad rap, but that optional final boss is like fucking awesome. Because he's huge, he like yeah, he's like gigantic, and he's like bigger. He's like the size of your whole ship, and like I think like the glass breaks open, and you're like shooting him from the ship. It's really cool. I do not think it gets a bad rap. <laughs> you don't you don't like it? I do not care for that game. Oh, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, Brian has those Nintendo blinders on. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I do a bit. But. All right. 
Muff, do you want to let people know where they can find us on social media? What you like? Uh, I don't know. You like uh, <laughs> bike? I like riding my bike. You like Twitter? Beat of the month. You like uh, Facebook? Beat of the month. You like Instagram? Beat of the month. You like one eye? Brown eye? Beat of the month. Dot com. You like uh, what? Is oh, this is a podcast. You like podcasts? You just uh, what are the podcast forms? Good pods, you're always pimping them, right? Good pods, yeah, that's that's uh, really going to be the place to go from now on. Uh, but you got them other ones, you like the apples. And, uh, <laughs> what about apples. YouTube, Muff? YouTube, yeah, we got the YouTube. Tiki Talk. Uh, Tiki Talk. Mm-hmm. And. OnlyFans. And OnlyFans. Patreons. You, Twitch. You, you want to see some shit up on the holy fans? Check out Dark Side and Spyro OG3. <laughs> Get that that hidden changing footage from Calamari Desert or whatever <laughs> you guys were at. Calamari <laughs> Desert, yeah, the desert with all all the. Uh, <laughs> you get all calamari, fried calamari, all you can eat. <laughs> where where Dark Side was scoping them out in the the changing rooms. <laughs> they got rid of all the the porn on the. I shit straight watered out there. Why are you drinking all that that water? It just (laughs) middle of the night woke me up, scared the shit out of me, literally. Come back and Dark Sides, what are you doing? Asking questions. Go back to bed. That's legit how it happened. (laughs) I wake up, what are you doing? He's like, go back to bed, bitch. All right. Well, did you we... know Sting is up in Zoolander too? Like the singer Sting? Yeah, that one. Yeah, he was in Dune also. Do you know what role he's playing? Sting. He plays himself. No. Yeah, but like as what? As Sting. Oh man, you seen her mouth? This Palo Pele Cruz. Penelope Cruz. Is that who you're? That one. <laughs> or are you are you talking about the soccer player who's like eighty years old now? Pele, is that who you're talking about? <laughs> yes, Muff's looking at an eighty year old soccer player's mouth, <laughs> getting some ideas. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Melbro Melbro's sleepy, so let's uh, let's round this out. We begged you for reviews last time, so we'll wait another forty episodes so we don't seem desperate. No, <laughs> somebody give this bitch a review. God damn. This has been beat of the month. We'll be with you next week where we are looking at zombie games, games Ugh. that have zombies. How's that next that? week? Well, this is gonna actually publish like three weeks from now or something, right? Yeah, time's relative, Muff. October? Yeah. yeah, so our zombie episodes will be in October. Yeah, Melbro planned all this shit out. That'll be in October, the zombie games. We Is play them in September. Here? Yeah, Melbro's yeah, here. Yeah. What's up, man? What you doing? <laughs> 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 He's waiting for this damn show to end, I'm sure. <laughs> all right, this has been Beat of the Month Zombie Games. Check them out. We'll play some. We'll talk about them. We'll have a good time. Why you got your sleeve rolled up like this? Just one. You like an upside down LL Cool J. 
Ooh. <laughs> Upside down. Malbro. Yeah, because oh. he got the L Cool J got the one pant leg up to his shin and the other one down. You got the one <laughs> sleeve rolled up, the other one down. Sons out guns, obviously. <laughs> so we will catch you next week. Ryan, you need to close this episode. I'm, I'm trying to losing the goddamn mind. I'm trying. <laughs> this has been Beat of the Month. Next week we got zombie games. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs> uh, peace out. See ya. Thank you.